Good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha. Woo woo. <laughs> um, I'm coming to you because I managed to lose my headphones. So I need to really look deep because I'm in the process of moving and I don't know which area that it could have fallen in because I, I was using them yesterday. Um, but so if you hear anything like I'm right now, I'm holding my phone up to my mouth and I'm definitely going to replay this to make sure that, um, you guys can hear me and I'm sorry if you hear my heater, but I am very cold. So, um, if that, I, if it's too loud, I'm just not, I'm just going to wait till I find my headphones or either buy some new ones, um, until then. So I apologize ahead of time if it's loud. I hope it's not, but I'm definitely going to check before I release the episode. But with that said, I hope everyone had a wonderful new moon in Scorpio. Oh, it was so amazing for me. Energy was very intense for me. You guys know I'm a sensitive soul. Um, I just feel all kinds of energy when it's high, when it's low, when it's stagnant, whatever. And it's just, Scorpio is just so intense. I just felt like that, you know, like that metaphorical kind of like death. And then I felt like the the rebirth, you know, for my intentions, you know, for the new moon, I wrote down um, my intentions. I wrote down my goals that I want to achieve by the next new moon. And then um, I also wrote you know, I had like a confession for myself, like basically did some shadow work and realized the things that I wanted to let metaphorically die and be reborn from. And that was like, you know, um, some kind of like intimate things that I've noticed about myself and like ever things kind of don't go my way. Um, I'm just going to be real with you guys. Um, I don't know, like you guys know that I, I'm so up and down with my emotions. My emotions are just, uh, they're just so sensitive and they're just overwhelming at times. And, you know, sometimes when I get in like a funk and I don't, and I don't know if it's just me. I know I live in Washington. We have not had much sunlight, barely. Um, it's just been all deep pouring rain and clouds and, you know, like, if you if you don't take care of yourself, you can get like that seasonal depression and everything, which I already uh, have a, a depression diagnosis, but um, it gets worse, of course, during the fall, because here we don't have much sunlight during the fall and winter. Um, even sometimes during spring, we don't and <laughs> we don't really see it fully until um, summertime. And so I sometimes get like that seasonal, you know, like kind of depression a little bit around this time. And, you know, I just kind of feel down. And then whenever I get into that mode, I start kind of focusing on the things that is wrong and or that I haven't gotten through fully yet. And I'll start to play the victim. I'll start to, you know, play the world's smallest violin for myself And it's just, it's not, that's not healthy. You know, that's, it's not cool. You know, that you guys know that's something I've been, I've worked on through therapy and everything. But of course, you know, like certain things like, you know, when it's raining and sad or, you know, 
not much sunlight. I'm not getting much vitamin D, which I supplement with. So I advise anyone that's in cold, cold climates like um, me, um, if you're not getting a lot of sunlight, you should supplement with vitamin D so that you're not feeling too down. Um, but yeah, I'll start to be like, oh, woe is me this, woe is me that. And I don't like that. You know, I don't, I don't like feeling that way. And, I, you know, I am lucky enough to be able to catch when I'm doing that. And I caught that I was doing that. And I decided to put that as my release, my way of getting away from it. Because, you know, like I said, you know, we are human beings. <laughs> We're not going to be happy-go-lucky all the time. We're not going to be motivated and you know, feel like everything's perfect. We go, we have roller coasters. I know I do. And I just, that's one that I don't like because to me, that's a shadow trait to me um, because it's no one's fault but yourself as far as when things go wrong, you know? So I had to call myself out and do some fucking, you know, like some tough love shit to like basically like, bitch, stop playing the victim. Like you did this to yourself. You know, you get yourself out of it. You do what you need to do. You know what you got to do. It's not like you don't know, you know, just fucking do it, you know. So the next morning, I truly felt renewed. You know, I felt transformed. I did because I got up early as fuck, you guys, and I'm already a morning person, and usually the time that I do get up is about, like, mm, I want to say, like, 6.30, uh, or 5.30 sometimes, 6.30, um, not 5.30, but I want to say, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock, um, sometimes 6 o'clock, but I, I never, ever work out that early, and I just, I just felt in my in my soul that, you know, I was just like, my intuition's like, let's get going. Let's get to the gym. Let's, you know, let's have a little self-care time. Let's have some you time, you know, like my husband and everyone was sleeping. And instead of me, just usually I'll like, kind of like logic my way out of shit. Like I'll overthink it, you know, I overanalyze and stuff. And so I didn't do that. I just completely allowed my intuition to guide me that day, which felt fucking amazing. Um, I was just like, hey, you know, my, my intuition was like, girl, you're up, you know, have some time for you, go to the gym, you know, like, and then that way when I go to the gym, uh, the pet store will be open because I needed to rebuy uh, more of the cats, some more food and everything else. And, um, you know, just wake up, work out, then go have a very nourishing brekkie. And so um, I did that. I didn't even overthink. And it was cold as fuck. You you know, I usually like to lay down when it's like cold like this. I like to just kind of lay in bed, cuddle next to my husband. But I was like, no, he's sleeping. He's tired. You know, let him rest, do his thing. You know, that's his self-care at the moment. He loves sleep. He says sleep is like his intimacy for himself. Such a water sign thing to say. But I respect that, you know, that's that's him. And I respect that. So I just got up, had an amazing workout. The gym was empty, like not really empty, but pretty much like there was only like me and four other people there, which I loved. Um and so, yeah, I went to work out, had an ma- amazing workout, then pet store was opened, and then I went there, and then I went and got me a healthy-ass fucking nourishing breakfast from our holistic health food store. Um, 
it's a local one. It's not like Whole Foods or anything like that. It's called Marlene's. I don't know if other people have it, but it's a very holistic um, grocery store slash like you can get other some other stuff from there too. And they open early as well. So I felt amazing. I felt good. I felt like a new woman. And I was like, you know, I just want to continue that. So, you know, I've just been letting my intuition truly guide me, even when my mind's like, well, maybe we shouldn't. I'm just like, eh. she's like, shut up, shut up, brain. You know, like this is going to be, you know, ruled by the higher, the higher Tasha, the higher self Tasha. So yeah, I hope everyone else had a like a good awakening at, at as well, you know. So, of course, you guys know we're still in Scorpio season. Woo woo! It's magical, intense, transformative energy. Um, so I am here with the episode because we still have quite a bit of episodes left, and I got to get going since Scorpio season is going to end on I believe the twenty second of. The 21st of November, I believe, is the last day. Or is it the the 22nd? I think it's the 22nd. I might be wrong. Anyways, um, so I am here with the Scorpio Man and Woman Body and Soul episode. So uh, again, as I read this, you guys, if they mention anything that's involved with ethnicity, take it with a grain of salt. Like I said, these people sometimes say some of the dumbest things in my opinion because it's like you guys know the whole entire world is not caucasian the whole entire world's not black the whole entire world is not asian or mexican or any other you know ethnicity native american whatever the world consists of many wonderful and beautiful ethnicities which is why this earth is so fucking amazing because I love the multicultures that are involved in this world. Like the world wouldn't be fun if we didn't have different ethnicities, you know? So and just if they mention anything like if they only have like, you know, one particular kind of look, just you know, know that you were you. And you look different and you can just kind of use some of the things that they say if you want. But to me, I don't because like, as mentioned, there was a book who had the nerve to say that all Libras come out with fair skin, very pale with blonde hair. That is not the case for your girl. You know what I mean? That is just not the case. So took it with a grain of salt but I thought it was very ignorant for an author to write something like that because pretty much almost every sign was Caucasian just with different color hair and eyes and it's just like come on guys come on I mean it, it was written a long time ago so I think if I looked at it it was written in Europe like a like I don't know was like, like it was based off kind of like ancient texts I think ancient texts so in Europe, so back then, maybe that's all they seen. Who knows? But it was just, it just left out basically majority of everyone else. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump in. Um, so body and soul, it says, though Scorpio is closed mouthed about his libid- libidinous exploits of which there may be surprisingly few, he is an erotically charged individual. His very presence buzzes with sexuality. The result, perhaps, of having been so objectified and desexualized at so infamously young in age, having already felt emotionally mistreated 
or outcast as a child, he is somewhat desensitized to the painful aspects of human interaction. By the time he hits adulthood, oh, by the, that's the end of the sentence. I thought I was together. I thought it was a coma. So I just want to mention about that. So you guys notice how they say Scorpios are the most sexual sign in the Zodiac. And I think they get that because they rule, you know, the, 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 the vajayjay, the, the, you know, the dick, the, the asshole, um, anything that excretes, even like what comes out of the nose, like the nose sometimes, cause it, cause the nose excretes like snot and boogers and stuff. So, um, yeah, anything that excretes. <laughs> And I think, and, you know, they also uh, rule, um, what is it, like, yeah, the ovaries and stuff like that. But um, if you really talk to some Scorpios, and you guys know that a million times, I know you guys are like, oh, my God, we know you are surrounded by them. But I only repeat myself, because if there's new people, hey, hello. You are welcome here. You are loved. And I appreciate you coming to the Charming Libra to learn with all of us about astrology and the different aspects of it besides just the plain old horoscope and sun sign, right? So you are greatly appreciated here. Please stay. Please visit, you know, like each episode. I don't have a schedule. I just go by like usually it's weekly. Um... And I have bonus episodes and everything else. Um, but I definitely, you know, like I I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I definitely want to start going by my um, sixth house when it comes to self-care, which means, you know, like um, I mentioned I have a Capricorn sixth house and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn because I have no planets in there. Um so I am, um, I have to go by what the, what the sign is ruled. So like I mentioned, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So then I look to my Saturn, which my Saturn is in Scorpio. So Scorpio's like challenge. And they also, you know, like you still look at Capricorn likes to be organized and everything else. And so does, um, like Scorpio enjoys challenges and, you know, having things set and going kind of in their way, but not as rigid as, um, I don't know if I said frigid or rigid. I don't know why I'm having such brain farts. And I'm just like, sometimes I like have brain farts on words, but anyways, they're, they're not as like sticklers with like Capricorns, but they still like to work hard. And once they're focused, they, they're focused till the end, pretty much. Um, and, um, when I was looking at this, I was realizing like, oh, it's in Scorpio. So basically I do good with challenging myself, which I notice I, I am huge in challenging and everything, but, um, yeah, I love challenges. And I thought that was all from Leo, which of course that's a Leonin trait too, but the whole obsession of when I am focused and really like, going through with certain things sometimes I can definitely see especially work-wise which Saturn is a rule of you know your work um and your discipline it's very scorpionic but I went off on a tangent and I don't know why I did that (laughs) 
because I was talking about basically a Scorpio's rep. So let's get back on topic. I'm sorry if I'm giving you guys whiplash. I am, you know, I have a third house stellium. So my mind just jumps all over the fucking place. And I'm so sorry, you guys. But it, it is really hard because my mind's just constantly going. It's just like, oh, well, don't forget to talk about this. Oh, mention this and stuff like that. So it's like I give people whiplash with that. Um, anyway, yeah, but if you talk to a lot of Scorpios, um, you basically, uh, the ones I've talked to, like they've slept with, you know, people, but it's mainly people they, they love and care about. Right. So like, you don't just love every single person. And I feel like because Scorpio is a water sign, people assume that, oh, all water signs fall in love very easily. I don't think that's true for Scorpios at all. Like I see that more in Cancer and Pisces, definitely Pisces, but not so much as a Scorpion. Scorpios, it kind of takes them a little bit because they got to get to know you. And then once they do, you like know that, damn, you know, I'm really liking her or him, then that's when they'll like really like focus, focus in on that person and then like really love them and open up and be a little vulnerable with them, you know. And then they'll want to have sex with them. But I have yet to meet like a Scorpio that just goes off and starts fucking like a whole bunch of people all the time. Because as you know, if you haven't listened to one of the episodes, uh, which is about the hookup with Scorpio. um, It's very like if you haven't listened to that, I would go listen to that because it mentions about how Scorpios when they have sex, they use that to learn the person from the inside out like they're passionate. They they want to know you. They want to know your soul. And basically sex for them is like kind of connecting to your soul at the time. It's a very, you know, like emotional, like kind of it's just a passionate, magical way of the of how they use um, sex. And and it's true, you know, like it, it's just very true. Put it like that. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to like go in deep down. Cause like my husband's going to like, why are you telling that stuff? But anyways, it's true. They're very good lovers for that reason because they're passionate and they, it's just magic. You know, it's just truly magical. And that's why I was going to say, you know, it's mentioning here that is saying that, um, even though, um, like Scorpios are closed my closed mouth about their libidiousness uh which is surprisingly few meaning that he does not have as many partners as people think like they just don't go around swinging their dick like a lasso you know like grabbing women around the neck like (laughs) you know to you know they just don't go around swinging their dicks to like every single woman they meet so yeah so I just want people to understand that um it's more like they are sexual, but it's more of a stereotype that they just go around, you know, like sleeping just in multiple ways. Like I know some people know Scorpios like that, but that's why I say you got to kind of look at their whole entire chart when it comes to that, because they could have they could have a Scorpio sun. But what happened if their moon is in like Gemini or their moons in Aries and stuff, you know, like though, like Arians to me are, you know, and even Sagittarius, they're more of the people that enjoy to just kind of like sleep around without getting not so much Aries but definitely Sagittarius more of someone who can sleep with someone and not really be attached to them so 
yeah but anyways let's go ahead and jump in back in this thing in this book maybe it's so early in the morning that like my words are not catching up with my brain right now okay so just as pluto is the solar system's outermost planet men under its rule are sim similarly peripheral the loner routine scorpio learns really works for him especially attracting women who suspect him of being hurt or deep both typically correct assumptions not shy in the least however he's actually a powerfully present person who pinned down face to face nonetheless retaining as much distance as politeness will allow he makes quick pointed connections careful to shake the necessary hand making social appearances only when pressed or required to do so slithering in and out of gatherings for the most part undetected Though this behavior stems from feeling socially forsaken, Scorpio's signature stealthy comportment only resolves to make him appear even more mysterious and captivating a male figure. In a nod to his serpentine archetype, serpentine archetype, he has a sinuous physique, his torso thin but wide like a cobra. His oblique and lateral muscles tapering to a typically narrow waist. He often boasts the, boasts the lowest percentage of body fat of any man in the Zodiac, except perhaps for Aries. Oh, really? I thought this would be like a Geminian kind of um, physical aspect because in medical astrology, Geminis are actually known to be the thinnest because it's mutable air. And they, they're just constantly moving that they don't really like... They're, they're usually thin of frame. So that's interesting to know. Okay. So, um, and I can understand Aries because Aries is fire, which means, you know, like in also medical astrology, you got an Aries Mars. <laughs> You're fucking blessed. Okay. So wait, why is at least he often boasts the lowest percentage of body fat of any man in the Zodiac, except perhaps for Aries, with whom he shares his muscular Mars role. And that's right. So you have a Scorpio on Mars. That's also a good thing because that's the ancient ruler and that's what they go by in uh, medical astrology. So viewed from the side, Scorpio's posture makes a gentle S curve, his long neck stretching slightly forward above square but sloping shoulders whose blades cut out dramatically his spine is strong but supple each of his tiny muscles rippling noticeably beneath his shirt suggesting that when it comes to sex he'll really put his back into it scorpio's torso can be rather elongated his lower stomach stretching aimlessly toward an outward projecting pelvis that being bendy kneed and centering his weight on the balls of his feet thus complete this s shape he has springy bearing like a snake coiled but ready to strike. On average, taller than most men, he is nonetheless not lumbering over light and slinking in his movements. If anyone can sneak up from behind to scare or tickle you, it's Scorpio, who in a nod to Hades, shroud of, shroud of invisibility can seem to appear out of thin air. Most Scorpio men are swarthy matching the signature dark and brooding demeanor some however are so pale and bloodless often with icy white hair as to appear downright vampiric 
a startling look that is that that is that much more dramatic than of his more dusky fellows. Whatever the case may be, there's definite sheen to his skin, a waxing glow that reflects white under light. Photographs of Scorpio often develop with flash marks obscuring his face. He is unable to be captured in any sense of the word. All such spookiness aside, Scorpio is often the unfortunate recipient of combination skin, such as his signature shine can be chalked up to a moist complexion that is often also alternately dry, flaky, and well chalky. Since this, since his cold ruler Mars is is associated with outward excretory functions in the body, Pluto, I mean Scorpio, can also be profusely sweaty, if not hairy and greasy. The planet's protruding glyph speaking to certain other outwardly mobile attributes of his of his anatomy <laughs> yeah so mars you guys know um mars is hot again and so in medical astrology when you have a lot of fire and everything else it can really dry you out and so you can end up having really dry flaky skin if there's like an excess of it um, so it says the sign of Scorpio rules the reproductive glands in both sexes and this zone, both his own and that of others becomes a burning area of interest. He can be sexually obsessive, raising his fascination from a purely physical level to a rather fetishistic one. But there's more. Scorpio's rulership of the sex organ seems to determine that the serpentine fellow, there's no sensitive way to say this, looks as much like a penis <laughs> As any man has a right to what? Like, what the hell? Not at all. Not at all. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> I would love to know, like, if any Scorpio guy feels like they look like a fucking penis. I would like, like when I see my husband, I don't see that he has. I feel like I don't know. I really want to look into it because like I said, go by rising signs to see like your physical attributes. And of course, you still have some from your sun sign, but it's mainly your, um, your whatchamacallit, your rising sign. So that's interesting. But I feel like my husband doesn't look like that. He's very tall, like they said, though. He's like 6'4". So, but he isn't pale, though, either at all. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> his whole person frankly appears phallic. It doesn't help that he tends to go bald early, often preferring to keep his hair severely short in any case. His locks are generally G.I. Joe-like, coarse, wiry, or otherwise reminiscent of pubic hair, usually reaching down into an uncommonly low hairline or Eddie Munster peak, lending him even more hooded appearance the odd scorpio has uncharacteristically ultra thin even wispy hair like a snake his features are all flattened together high in front of his face his bulging signature wide set eyes perpetually half shut recalling his eighth house association with sleep and often topped with a serious unibrow that requires plucking into submission scorpio's mouth a grinchly tight lizard lip slit gives no less remarkably penile an expression than to his head and neck with which form one continuous weenie-like flow as if he were forever trying to touch his, his chin to his adam's apple if only the prickly comparisons would end there 
Gimmon the Tormentor, he can be in his youth. Adult Scorpio still gets a secret thrill from winding other people up. Because of his probing astrological nature, he loves to deliver zingers to male friends or colleagues, reserving a similar through stealthier sting for women. A particularly delights in writing the more airheaded females in his midst, casually insulting what he considers bimbo-esque co-workers or acquaintances, albeit in so masked a manner as to be undetectable. He delights in seeing his slings and arrows soar clear over the heads of unsuspecting victims. Playing mind games in one of his favorite pastimes, never quite outgrowing his Eddie Haskell tendencies, he charms the clueless mainstream cookie-cutter cleavers of the world forever in search of friends and lovers who'll let none of his put-downs, often disguised as humor, get past them. Individuals who pass Scorpio's combined test of intelligence and tolerance are allowed entry into his close association, never again forced to suffer his provocative barbs. When it comes to women especially, he'll fall for someone who can thus disarm him in honesty, beauty, who refuses to dignify anything beastly in his nature. Such a display of salt of the earth character is what melts Scorpio's cold, cold heart and is far more factor in affecting his loving interest in, in any excess of female pulk pulgritude salt at as that expression suggests is symbolic for the crystallization of internal human value upon which the fixed water representative of minerals gems as well as literal ice sign of scorpio places so high a price indeed despite the popular astrological opinion that the snake is some sort of lecher or sex fiend he is in fact one of the most if not the most discerning of males in the zodiac as such in his covert quest to find the perfect beauty on whom to unleash the beast he remains the consummate undercover man so yeah once scorpio finds the woman that he cares for he will unleash his sexual uh energy on that person but like i mentioned you know they're undercover until then so that's why you know that's that's how you don't believe the hype where people are like they're they're pretty like male like they're pretty much like male sluts because the scorpios like i said uh i know and they're guys they they don't sleep around like that unless they're really in love with someone a list of famous scorpio men including the likes of painter pablo picasso and francis bacon photographers helmut newton and robert mapathorpe scientists jonas salk and carl sangan writers albert camus and Dostoevsky behind the scenes, political string pullers such as Robert Kennedy, uh, Spiral Agnew, and Nero, and explorers of the subconscious such as Herman Rorschach or Lee Stasberg reveals that it is a cast of convert characters fascinated with the Sithonian aspect of life. I don't know any of those people, so I... <laughs> I don't know if you guys do either, besides Robert Kennedy. That's about it. Physicist, spy, novelist, war correspondents, and other such subterraneans, um, subversives, if not outright revolutionaries. These are not your happy-go-lucky type, but rather cryptic cats and hidden agendas and the requisite attire to match. Fittingly, many a Scorpio man dresses like a spy in trench coat, turtleneck, and dark glasses, his double lows and seven, often bulging noticeably from sleek pinched trousers, his infamously mighty high water booty filling 
Oh, any fabric in back. And Scorpio doesn't rule the sex organs for nothing. This boy tends to be healthiest and most in this area. His serpent is generally thick, mighty long, and heavily veined, as are all his extremities, particularly his phythonesque forearms and his signature smooth talking sneakiness, along with a whispering hiss of a voice match his usual reptilian good looks, all of which design for one singular purpose. Seduction. In every circumstance, he approaches sexual or otherwise Scorpio can't help but come across as invasive, if not confrontational, like a hard-nosed reporter or detective launching a probe. His every remark seems ever so slightly cutting, as if designed to dig even further into the mind of whomever he's addressing, gauging their reactions as he does in a search for chinks in one's armor. So you guys know that Scorpios are lethal, like they do. They will test you, you know, to see how far they can get with you, especially um, with, you know, like little remarks and little digs and stuff like that. And they usually kind of like, they mentioned that in the beginning, how they kind of will disguise their digs, you know, um, as like their their criticism as humor just to see if you know like how you react to it and then if you react well to it then they'll invite you into their circle pretty much but yeah they can they can fuck around with you like this too you know as far as um uh to get you like more out of you you know they will you know make remarks and everything else all right so it says fittingly he is not above making a scattered scatological comments or using body body gross out humor to provoke or embarrass he's continually excavating for truth the real story behind the endless sea of quietly desperate smiles his constant searching of people's psyches is no blind ambition rather it is meant to serve as definite definite purpose to borrow from a luminously shadowy scorpion songwriter he's a perpetual miner for a heart of gold so that's it for the Scorpio man, body and soul. And yeah, they're, they're naturally, they're, <laughs> they're the living embodiment of shadow work. Like they love to get to the bottom of everything. They like to find the person within. They don't really give a fuck about the outer appearance. Like regardless of what some people think, that's more of earth kind of stuff. Earth signs, um, earth signs are more uh, materialistic and about aesthetics they like to look at they like their things and their actual partners to look good they like them pretty because that's just kind of what it represents like if you think of tarot you know pinnacles represent earth and pinnacles is usually about the like money and materialistic stuff um earth is about just you know like creating things and bringing them into fruition you know uh water signs um they're more for the heart and i'm not saying they're just going to be dating quasimodo you know because it's not going to be like that but they they usually will date someone who you know a lot of people be like that's not even his or her type but it's like they don't give a fuck because they found that heart of gold that they've been looking for scorpio wants to find a partner that has a light in them that they can see because it brings out their light you know they're they're the sign that is usually you know like um connected to darkness 
So what does darkness need? Darkness needs light, just like light needs darkness. So um, you got to kind of think about that. And I think that's a beautiful thing that Scorpios look for the heart rather than that because um, or just anyone, you know. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into Scorpio woman, mind, body, and soul. So, okay, so Scorpio woman wears an expected expression as if perpetually watching and waiting for something to occur or someone to arrive. In conversation, she anticipates one's every word, often hurrying conversation along with the quick nods or hiss hissed yeses visibly annoyed by even slight digressions she often seems to to only have listen half listen as if engaged by other thoughts or binding her time until she might interject her own strong opinions this preoccupation stems from the strength of scorpio's perceptive antennae feeling the atmosphere surrounding what's being said compelled to read between the lines never much satisfied with face value discourse she scans for signs or subtext disingenuousness or deceit, noting the ease or lack thereof of a person's voice or mannerisms. Before her fixed water status, Scorpio woman is like a crystal radio zeroing in on unspoken signals. This is uh, when it comes, this is, <laughs> you're talking about a water sign and a deep one, uh, one that's passionate and loves to get down to the nitty gritty, down to the bottom put this in the feminine Scorpio is already a feminine sign but when you put this in a woman who is naturally has intuition and I feel like Scorpios have the most heightened intuition you're gonna have a woman who you cannot you cannot fuck around with that like my mom is a prime example of that like she's not stupid I can't lie to her and I know you guys are like oh yes you can no she knows when I'm lying she knows she has a very high intuition. She has a high everything. She's not stupid. You can't. She knows when anyone's lying. She can catch you in seconds. So I don't bother to lie to her because she's a Scorpio and she takes that shit hard when people lie to her, which I understand because, you know, no one likes to be lied to. But you can't you can't fuck around with a Scorpio woman for sure. It says, this may account for her blank, often trance-like stare. She seems to listen more than look for clues about a person opening up all available frequencies to her notoriously fine-tuned intuition. She often appears to be looking through a person, keeping silent tabs on other interactions, stealthily minding every minor coming and going. As you enter a, crowd, a crowded room, her eyes will meet you at the threshold. If in that instant she finds you interesting sexually or otherwise, she won't let you out of her sight. With a prying look as if to ask, do I know you? She bears down on an individual, her squinted eyes and sphinx's smile silently signaling her picked curiosity. She is the Zodiac's original spider woman, remember, and this seductive creature bids those she considers fly to enter into the parlor, the world itself being Scorpio's living room. Few women are more comfortably enconced in their surrounding, what, whatever they might be, than Scorpio woman, and unlike her male counterpart who is internally slithering about, she really digs into her environment. Not one to party hop or even make more than a single plan in any given day, she'll leave the cozy confines of her domestic digs only if she knows that once she... 
reaches her destination, typically by the quickest means available, cabbing it even a couple of blocks isn't out of the question. She can comfortably park her queenly butt and be waited upon. As fate would have it, Scorpio woman is naturally still like a fine portrait. Those eyes seem to follow one around the room. She emits a glacial fixed water composure she can be downright frosty when she wants to be her general countenance is that of one held in suspended animation if not internal suspense she wants answers and she she induces a person particularly a potential lover to reveal herself himself even the most closed-mouthed man will find himself spilling his guts to a scorpio this is true these 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 women and even men are magical. Scorpio is just, they, they know how to just draw your fucking deepest, darkest secrets out. I'm telling you, they really do. They're just so easy to talk to and they just listen. That's what's so amazing about them. She is that, she is that sphinx putting a guy, especially in the hot seat, demanding he do some fast talking while she remains as silent as the grave, as the grave, as cryptic as benef- befits the Zodiac's per- Persephone forever entranced and enthroned when she does deign to speak she is succinct succinct to say the least as if something much of what she is nonetheless obviously thinking to herself if you guys don't know who persephone is she is the goddess of spring also known as hades wife uh but she can say more with few words than any other being on the planet often making a person feel he or she has received a subliminal transmission rather than taking part in polite conversation this same capacity is used to its best advantage by the scorpio woman who works with words as a writer poet or songstress still even the scorpio scorpion ceo might employ driving dripping metaphor in the in the description of events surrounding a recent board meeting this synthonian indweller and even the most banal expression fairly proves the poetry is indeed the language of the soul or at least that's how it surfaces in the translation to us mere surface inhabitants and comparison scorpio can appear particularly cold and calculating to other women who might sense that she's concealing a secret sting operation behind her behind her disarmingly exotic behavior with the combined rule by firing mars and sub-zero pluto scorpio mass whatever hots she has behind a totally chilly uh, demeanor ignorant of this of this men find themselves babbling all the more while she typically cracks her mona lisa half smile a countenance art historians have long attributed to the subjects being pregnant expecting Meanwhile, that iconic artist mo- model was probably a Scorpio, a most anticipatory female, forever fixed in a metaphorical state of hatching some plan or another. On the subject of actual pregnancy as well, Scorpio tends to be the broodiest baby on the astrological block. Indeed, despite her pat depiction as sex crazed harpy, Scorpio is rarely on search for sex for sex sake. Instead, she, she stakes out a permanent mate with whom to propagate. In the meantime, she doesn't like to be single, and in lieu of dating, she'll generally enter into one heavy relationship after another. Even when convinced a man isn't the one, she'd still rather take him on as a hobby, if not a hubby, occupying her head with making him over in her image, chewing him up only to spit him out again to her mind better than she found him. Hmm. I kind of wonder, is that part of like a Torian kind of, um, because they're the opposition? 
because I, I don't, I don't know. I, I find it hard that Scorpios will still stick around somebody that they don't really care for, that they know is pretty, um, you know, um, like it's almost, it's, I don't, I don't want to say detached, but who knows, you know, everyone is different, but that seems kind of like weird. Cause I feel like that's more of somebody with like more of a Venetian kind of placement, but who knows? But I guess, like, if they stick around and, like they said, they can try to, you know, transform them, you know? So, it, that makes sense. In this and most of her relationship scenarios, Scorpio is convinced she's doing a man a favor by being with him, whether for a fortnight or forever. As va- vampiristic as it may sound, any man she takes up with is in some way hers, everlastingly. Yeah, Scorpios can be very possessive. <laughs> Given the inedible mark she makes on the men she's been with, they'd all be first to agree. And I feel like Scorpio women, Scorpio men, I know I've, you know, they can be possessive too, but I definitely see it more so in Scorpio women. Uh, One of my best friends is one. (laughs) Yeah, so let's see. Okay, so. Uh, The Scorpio brand of beauty is best described as gothic. She is a beatific as that Mona Lisa looking very much the eternal beloved. In keeping with her archetypal assignation as a zodiac's interminable uh, Persephone, there is even something ghostly in Scorpio's appearance, often either raven-haired or icy blonde. She seems drained of color, or dusted with frost, her skin often white like alabaster. Even those of darker extraction will be not so much fairer than other members of their family, but rather more wane. Her her enigmatic eyes revealing nothing are often so wide set that fixing her in a gaze seems impossible. Her hairline is low and often marked by a widow's peak, frequently fringed with the finest peach fuzz, as many by her neck as may, as may be her neck <coughs> excuse me uh giving her a hooded or cowled appearance her hair itself though often straight is nonetheless springy and difficult to manage lending scorpio a cowlicked look unless she takes great pains to tame it her nose is typically long straight and sharp contributing to her suspicious countenance as does her notoriously sly smile a perfect half moon caricature of a mouth her neck not over long seems stiff she may appear to turn her whole body around to face in any direction any given direction a symptom perhaps of her fixed ground in stance her movements are quite statico uh, in any case and she is typically not one of the zodiac's best dancers her shoulders are strong without being square. Her pale, luminous arms, throat, and bosom tip- typically revealed in a decollet styles no matter the season. Um, often richly robed in clean lo- line clothing, her penchant is for minimalist or mint vintage design. She tends to show a lot of skin, not out of any exhibitionist need, but rather because feeling so inherently private, she is obviously to bring on display. The mark of a great screen actor, it has been said, is an inability to feel completely private with the camera shoved in one's face. 
In a studio packed with technicians, a list of famous Scorpio women, including the likes of Julia Roberts, Lewis Brooks, Dorothy Dandridge, Maggie Glennon-Hall, Parker Posey, Winona Ryder, Vivian Leigh, Heidi, Lamar, Veronica Lake, Jodie Foster, Sally Field, Grace Kelly, Goldie Hawn, and Demi Moore reveals the most successful, prolific, and highest paid female stars in filming history have been and still are Sphinx ladies. It would seem that not only the serpent's extraordinary beauty, but also her innate ability to see so intimate, indeed visceral on camera, makes a captivating impression on screen. Simply put, Scorpio woman smolder, she seeps sex appeal, making her the perfect screen siren, if not box office treasure. So I didn't know Goldie Hawn was a Scorpio, and that makes a lot of sense because she's a really old actress, but I, I used to watch some of her movies like with my mom when I was a kid and stuff, and then uh, some stuff growing up that I remembered as a kid that ended up being good. Like Overboard is one of my favorite one favorite movies of hers. And another one that is called <laughs> Death Becomes Her. It's an old movie, but it's <laughs> to me, it's really good. But it is so scorpion. If Now that I know that, I was like, that actually was a perfect role for her. Because it just screams Scorpio. Or like her character and what she does to her friend screams a fucking Scorpio. And I don't want to give it away, but I highly recommend you can watch that movie. Um, it's called, again, Death Becomes Her. It has Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis in it. So really good act- actors and actresses. And I, lo- I loved it growing up, and I still love it now. I wish I could find it again because my ex kept it. But I hope I can find it on DVD again. If, if not, I can just always purchase it. Um <laughs> on ebay or um amazon hopefully if they have it but i usually go to half price books to get mine so all right okay so let's go ahead and continue it says it doesn't hurt that she tends to have a primo bod too lean and sinewy but at the same time round and meaty scorpio woman obviously benefits from mars masculine athletic influence on her otherwise feminine water ruled physique even when petite she looks like a long cold drink of water an appreciation of the serpentine influence on her sign scorpio's firm though weighty breasts feature vividly indigenous snake eyes what i don't get it how do breasts look like snake eyes Okay, so (laughs) an effect perhaps of combining Mars outward protruding energy and Pluto's nippy effects. Oh, okay. Likewise, she's typically tiny waisted and slim hipped without ever looking bony or boyish like Aries woman with whom she shares Mars rulership as well as a tendency toward being long-legged and short-waisted. Scorpio women can slip on a pair of men's jeans no problem, and on her, they won't boyishly hang, but will cling in all the girliest places. Like her breasts, the very feminine swell of her stomach and even her pubic mound is often perceptible through her clothes, which makes sense since she often wears slinky fabrics, but Scorpio's nature is to let it all hang out. As she is notoriously not hung up on cosmetic perfection, she mightn't even be terribly meticulous in her beauty regimen, slapping on some makeup without washing her face, 
going without deodorant, shaving, plucking, and waxing sp- sporadically, completely comfortable in her body as a new lover will will soon learn she'll she'll lounge about naked with a nary a thought to so much as crossing her legs always advertising if unwillingly her scorpio rolled ruby front fruit that works like a guidance system for the sex driven females such as persephone's own uh pomegranate decided the direction of her fate Okay, you guys, so that is it for the Scorpio woman, body and soul, and that's just it for this episode. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, um, and please like and subscribe. I mean, I don't know why I keep saying like and subscribe. I watch too much YouTube, but please subscribe. Um, please comment and subscribe, and if you could give me a rating, you know, it would just be very helpful, you guys, truly. Because um, that's the only way people are going to, number one, find this show. And number two, I know what you guys like and dislike. All I ask is if you have something negative to say, just be constructive about it. I don't mind constructive criticism because I know that's a means of growth. But if you're just downright evil and just very, very negative, I'd rather you keep that to yourself because there's no need to like obliterate me and just tear down my character or anything. It's not needed. Um, but yes, I would gladly like to know what you like, what you don't like, what you might want to add, what you want me to stop doing, anything. Like I want to make, this is a show for you guys, you know what I mean? And I love doing astrology, but I don't want to be doing things that people don't enjoy. So please let me know. Please. I'm asking you, please. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, I will talk to you guys later and I will be back either probably like next week with more episodes um, because we are still in a Scorpio season. It's not done yet and episodes aren't either. So you guys... Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Have fun. Stay safe. And I will talk to you guys later. Um, bye. Love you guys.